Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Oh, this couch. I don't like it. I don't like anything going on around me. Oh, that's nice. Well, I mean, I do, but not you. That's rude. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to take that for a second. That's why it took me a minute to, to react there. I meant like the non-living things. This is my house. What's the... The Talking Head songs. This is in my house. But then that song also says this is my beautiful wife, so it all doesn't work. My oh. head and my brain and my body and my soul are not here right now. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. And let's explain to the people why. Because if or you let's need... not. Let's just not. Let's just, le- let's just let them imagine. No, I'm going to tell them. The Babadook moved in, and it's just been weird. <laughs> no. Uh... If you're new here, hello. It's May 5th, 2022. Yo, that freaked me the fuck out. Oh, that light right there? What the fuck? <laughs> That's that, the new doorbell. Is that our new doorbell? <laughs> fuck that, that scary shit. <laughs> that freaked me the fuck out. Yo, fuck that. Yo, I'm glad we're moving. Um, <laughs> we talk about our lives. We talk about our... Movies. W- movies. <laughs> we talk about... We talk. It's a talkie. Like, oh, they used to call movies once they began to have words. So yeah, let's let's what? go over. <laughs> let's go what? over what's been going on. Look, we sold our fucking house. Our house, we are in contract to sell. Knock on wood. In the middle of June. Let's I realize see. I think we only have movies set aside through the middle of June, so we're gonna be perfect get timing. It's perfect timing. We always have to make sure that we're somewhere by then. We will be. Sure. Um, no, we, we, we can, actually should. Yeah, we can be we can be here longer if need be, but uh, since you last heard us, we had like 120 some odd groups of people come through our house, and 20 people offered to buy our house, and then we ultimately set it on one person to buy said, our house. They said, "Fuck you, never mind." What? Oh, I wasn't going to go that deep. Oh. Ultimately, somebody decided to buy our house. <laughs> for a lot more than what we wanted, because that's the housing market. And it's great. And hooray. Very happy. This happened at the same time that uh, this past weekend, we were in Key West for a wedding uh, for our friends uh, Madison Kirby and Rob Perrin. Uh, we had an amazing time. Uh, Some of us more than others. <laughs> Don't know what you mean by that. Uh, oh, you know. I. Everybody who's listening knows. I didn't want to leave. I, I, if I could have been pulled away kicking and screaming, I felt like it would have been more appropriate. I had an absolute ball in Key West. It is my kind of place, just a dirty, filthy, stupid party time. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's a disgusting monster place. <laughs> it really It is the disgusting monster capital of the world. Um, so... I got all those stains out of your white pants, though. To be fair, most of those stains were not mine. Rich spilled a drink on me, uh, somebody else spilled a drink, and then by that point I was like, well, I guess I could just spill a drink on myself. Then you just slopped them up. I, I oh, we're gonna get into the slopping stuff up here in a second. Uh, yeah, myself, former guests of the show, Rich, Augie, Tope, Widens, all out, had an amazing f- three days in Key West, um, had a lot to drink, had a lot to eat, had a lot of everything. Uh, a lot of dancing, a lot of singing. Not a sun. A lot of sun. I'm peeling like a fucking animal. Because you don't wear a hat. You wore no, a it's hat. not even my. No, my he- my head's not the worst. I mean, it probably is now. Yeah, it's disgusting. I yeah, but see like this here. morning, like I touched my neck and I just came up with like just a handful of skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was an absolute amazing time um, that I did not want to leave, and I knew I didn't want to leave because when I came back, my first day of work on Tuesday was one of the worst days of my entire life. Uh, just everything that could go wrong could go wrong with both work and coming back to the house and trying to sell the house and just all of it. Just all we're of it very busy bad. people. We and have important jobs and we, we stress out very have a daughter. easily. Daughter, yes. I stress out incredibly easily, and, and I try not to, but. But in turn, I make you stress out. Yes. So. Yes. I think that's fairly accurate. Yes. I handle stress in stride. But. I handle stress when like other a four-year-old people don't. Stress. Correct. And yeah. so then that that makes it worse for me. You're welcome. So thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. No problem. Yeah, great. Oh, what Samantha was referring to was um, the low point of Key West was the final night when after the wedding and after all the fun and festivities. That was your low point. What was your low point? Mm, I digress. <laughs> I um, myself and Augie and Rich were hungry. And the only thing that would deliver to us at that time of night was uh, was Denny's, and I was particularly been saying for a while that I wanted to try a sloppy steak from uh, I think you should leave the Tim Robinson sketch show, where uh, he talks about how he used to be a piece of shit, um, and you have sloppy straight steaks at a place called Trafani. Sloppy steak is a piece of steak. A good should supposed to be a good piece of steak. So I think that's the problem. I didn't do it right. Uh, a rare piece of meat with a cup of water dumped on it. And you're not supposed to do that, but there's nothing that's stopping them from giving you a glass of water and a steak. And you're just doing it yourself. So I did it, and I woke up like an hour and a half later with like the worst heartburn of my entire life. To the point where I had to leave the place we were staying go get the I was chewing gum which normally helps but didn't work this time had to go and get ice from the ice machine and just like shovel it into my mouth to try to not burp and puke and breathe fire uh, when, yeah. you, when you hit your mid 30s everything you eat becomes a, like a guessing game of like am I gonna eat this again right like is this gonna give me indigestion yeah and or heartburn make or, me shit like yeah. it's one or the other and I was very good the whole time about, you know, I, I was drinking heavily. I was we doing everything. The tums. I was doing we everything. I was doing everything like to the point where like I felt really, really good, but it was still in moderation. I would split it up with, you know, some caffeine, split it up with some water. So I didn't get sick besides like that very moment where it was I thought I was gonna die. Uh, so if you've been thinking about having a sloppy steak, just don't get it from Denny's. You did die. What? what? Oh, <laughs> Did no one tell you? Bye, bye, duck, duck, duck. Oh, God, don't do um, that. So since then, we've done nothing else but try to get back into the real world. I uh, want to give a shout-out to my girl Catalina at the... Uh, <laughs> oh. Gallery. oh, that's how we doing it. <laughs> I, I, I do. Oh, that's how we doing it. Oh. Because uh, the only thing... You know what, baby? You know what? what? We're going to stop the stress right here. <laughs> We're going to stop the stress right here. You can go move to Key West and live above oh, that art me. gallery don't with Catalina. Me. Don't tell me it was a good time. No, you go. <laughs> Bye. So we haven't watched... Peace. We haven't watched anything but today's movie. Uh-huh. Uh, we're Get still very the behind. fuck out of the house. We still haven't watched the Batman. We still haven't caught up on... Did we watch anything else? No, we haven't watched anything else on TV or anything like that. Uh, so that's why I had to bring that up because the closest thing I have to like movie watching or, or entertainment was there was a very very cool art gallery that had these like cool pop art pieces including some pieces that are that are related to an artist to be like here locally and they had a cat's one that was like the book and the play or the musical I should say with like some candy and some cat food so I liked it and I had to come back to it and the the girl that worked there uh, me and her had a conversation that apparently to you Seemed like we were flirting with one another. It wasn't and, just to me. And you were overly friendly. I I was being friendly because overly I was, friendly. I was drunk. Number one and number two. See, so you've been buying stuff. I wanted to. I didn't buy. What do you want? I wanted that art, and maybe you should give me a deal. Maybe you should hook me up. Who the fuck are you that she was gonna do that? I don't she know. She don't know who the fuck you are. I was wearing an obnoxious Roger Rabbit shirt. <laughs> she remembered me when I came back to buy. Yeah, it later she on. did. She did. In my oh, defense. wait, wait a second, wait In a second. In my defense. Does she know anyone else's name? 
who we were with? No, no. Oh, right, She introduced right, right. herself to me because I was the only person that inquired sincerely mm, about buying anything. I don't think that's an accurate statement. Uh, she was flirting with me. I was not flirting with her. So I just want to point that out. Mm. Um, Except for when we went back and you bought the piece, mm-hmm. you took it, you took the the flyer out your wallet and said, oh, look, see, Catalina, I kept this. Laid it right out there on the table. I and I was her. next to... I was standing next to you. I would approve her. I her was sales, paying for the her thing. saleswomanship worked. And That's here, what you I were trying to prove to her. still in my wallet. Because <laughs> I went to the website because I wanted to see what else I had to buy online. That piece was not available online, so I'm glad I bought it then when mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, other notable things. Sam and I got a foot massage from a weird rubber dog. Uh... Both Samantha and I's feet after, we walked like 10 miles one day, and we were not wearing proper shoes. Had to go buy other shoes to make sure we could even walk home. Uh, so the next day we went and got a foot massage prior to the wedding we were going to. And the place we went was a hole in the wall that did a very, very good job, but I also... I Catalina could have recommended somewhere better. Oh, she would have given me a better service. Um, they had a big old man face down in a room... That was just open that we walked by before we got to our room, butt-ass naked, lubed all up, just rubbing his butt. Uh, that's why I want to stay in Key West, because that, that's my kind of town. Uh, shout out to the high school, the conks, the Key West conks. Can't say that. Well, I'm not bleeping it. Um, it was an amazing time. It was a great time. Why? What are you shaking your head at me for? <laughs> I had to. Come on. One last time, kneeling for her. Is she here right now? Am I there right now? No. Here we are. Do you want to be? No. Absolutely not. As much as I love Key West, if I lived in Key West, I'd be dead in two weeks. Why don't you go back? Okay. And let's test that theory. <laughs> you want me to die in two weeks? Mm. You just want to make, make all the extra money on the house. And your life insurance, yeah. Then I buy... <laughs> You'd be rolling. A nice ass house. <laughs> like the richest person in the world. That's not, That's not an accurate Thanks. statement at all. I'm very valuable. Mm. Thanks. To me. Thanks. But you're more valuable dead. I don't feel bad about what we had to watch yesterday now, as you continue to be mean to me. We watched uh, for... I was, I'm mean to you. It's a defense mechanism. You talking about your girl Catalina all up on this thing. Did I say my girl Catalina? Yes, you did. All right, that was probably mean. <laughs> See what a bad mood I was in before this, and now I'm in a great mood, because okay. this is me. This is me. Needling you and and arguing. Yeah, you make me cry and it makes you feel better. When I try to maintain positivity with all the other things in our lives, then I'm super stressed out. I don't have time for anything. I have to wake up at fucking five o'clock in the morning to do laundry. Why do you wake up at five o'clock in the morning to do laundry? Because I have to. You'll do it. Fuck. I mean, I probably would, but never mind. Uh, so, the uh, the movie we're watching today is... No, we already watched this movie. movie we're, we're talking about we're it watching. today. You <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, I nominated uh, a while back. I don't remember what else I nominated against it. Uh, it is The Babadook. I believe it came out in 2014. It is a widely regarded horror movie from Australia that we watched. So, Samantha, go ahead and read the package for us. If it's in a word or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. That's wrong right there. It's the Babadook. You said Babadook. It's one. I said Babadook. It's Babadook. Babadook. <laughs> yeah, that's one. <laughs> I've never seen a more terrifying film than the Babadook. It will scare the hell out of you as it did me. William Friedkin, director of The Exorcist. That was close there as well. One of the scariest horror movies in years, says Noel Murray, Los mm. Angeles Times. That's, what? That's Noel. No, it's Noel. It's Noel. It's Noel. Like Noel Gallagher. It's Noel. It's Noel. <sighs> it's Noel. Noel would be Noel would be an extra L E. No, it's not. That's the female spelling. This is the male spelling of Noel. No, there's no. Ma- fe- it's Noel. No, it's not. Yes, it's it is. Noel. Who? What male do you know that's named Noel? It's it's. It's this Noel Murray, this guy. Deeply disturbing and highly recommended Stephen King. A nerve-frying psychological thriller. Brace yourself. Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. 
Amelia, AFI award winning. Uh, winner. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go on that one because that's already two. So. Essie Davis, Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, The Slap, is a single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband. When a disturbing storybook called Mr. Babadook turns up at her house, she is forced to battle with her son's deep-seated fear of a monster. Soon she discovers a sinister presence all around her. A chilling tale of unseen and otherworldly horror in the haunting tradition of the orphanage, Jennifer Kent's visceral journey into the heart of fear itself is as terrifying as it is believable. So two, quote-unquote, because you refuse to believe that Noel is how that name... I've never heard a man named Noel. Yes, it's Noel. No, it's not. Please, when you're listening to this, at... Jam with your Sam on Instagram. Hit her up in her DMs about right. how wrong she is about the male name Noel. Because it's not a name; it's Noel. It's not. It's, it's. Do you know? Do you know the band Oasis? Yes. Okay. The two brothers in Oasis are Liam and Noel Gallagher. Right. Okay. And Noel. And it's spelled exactly like that. But it's it's it is pronounced Noel as well. Like, like the Christmas, like Noel, like... Uh, I'm aware. Right. So why would it be Noel if it's Noel? Because I don't think it's commonly called Noel. I'm letting it slide. I'm just saying if I lose by right, one... but you're wrong. It's got to be... I'm not. You are probably wrong. Mm-mm. I think you can say it either way. There's nothing better in an improv scene than disagreement, so let's move on. Um... That's two. So now I'm... We're tied again, or I'm nope. still one behind? You're still... I caught back up now? You're, no, you're one behind. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I caught back up after messing you didn't, up. You didn't do shit. I don't feel bad making you watch this movie from the past 16 minutes of what you've put me through. What I put you through? Yes. What I put you through? Yes. Mm, okay. So, this movie holds, uh, this movie and this episode has a dedication to it to our friend Jeff Spaulding. Um,. We're just staring a hole through me. Trying to say nice things about our friend Jeff. Uh, When this movie came out, even prior to it, he was all about it. He was like, this is going to be the fucking coolest thing ever. And then the reviews came out for it, and everyone's like, this is like one of the greatest horror movies of the past like 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, And he just would constantly refer to it and talk about it. So Jeff, this one's for you. Um, and that's why I purchased it very, very cheap somewhere because I wanted to, you know, experience the Babadook mm-hmm. for, for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because of how visceral and upsetting and crazy it was supposed to be, of course, I wanted you to have to sit through it and our one, two punch of, you know, of course, of yeah. Mitsumar mm-hmm. now. So, uh, what did you think? How was the Babadook? Fine. Can you shake it off, please? Can, shake can what off? Shake off shake this, off this act. What this, act? This, this. You think I'm pretending? <laughs> you think I'm acting? It's been like a week. It's been a week. Man, that sucks. Um, <laughs> so you said it was fine. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you talk to the people at the movie, please? Yeah, it was fine. You have to have more thoughts than just it was fine. It's a fucking movie podcast. Have an opinion. I do. Uh-huh. That's a, a fine have a more, movie. Have a more thorough one. Mm. Or find somebody that does. Go for it. <laughs> so fine. I'll just talk. One of my favorite things. Oh, we know. Um, I thought it was good. It was fine. <laughs> How many times are you going to fucking say that? As many as it takes to piss you the fuck off. No, it was fine. I didn't Ow. think it was that scary. I didn't think it was scary either. Um, I didn't think it was that scary. I, I understand, like, the the psychologicalness and, like, the, the fear of, like, is it real or is it not real? But I really didn't find it that scary. I was turned off by a lot of the movie, specifically the portrayals of some of the characters. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Like, I didn't, I didn't like the kid. The main boy? The main boy. Oh, I love the main boy. I didn't like... Oh, we're getting in a big disagreement then later I didn't on. like 
it at all. Maybe it's the perspective of it, but I didn't like... I mean, he was a terrifying child, so he was perfect. No, right, but I also didn't like how the child was written. I didn't... I didn't think that it was well portrayed. I, I, I think... So I think your, your verbiage is a little weird. So I think what you mean is that it was, it was maybe not as well crafted... Not necessarily to the kid's performance, but maybe how the character was written. No, I just didn't like it. That's what I said. I'm going to throw something right in your face. Good. Uh, um, I, I agree with you because... I thought it was jarring and grating, not in the right ways. And I didn't sympathize with the plight of this child because I felt like... I agree with that. He kind of deserved it because he was a piece of shit. Uh, one of my notes was, I know this monster is probably going to end up real, but I would whoop this kid's ass. Yeah, exactly. I was like, try it. Tr- make another crossbow. Right. Um, I was like, mommy, mommy, mommy. No. So, there's a lot of conjecture about that the character is supposed to be on some sort of spectrum as well, um, which sure. isn't, isn't explicit, but obviously he has, you know, deep emotional and psychological problems because not only is this monster, you know, quote unquote real and there's, it's still kind of open to some interpretation. I, I think by the end of it, it is, you know, you do find that the monster is real in some manner of speaking, but also what his mother's going through from the moment he was born from losing her husband, um, driving them to the hospital. Uh, but I agree with you that as the movie progresses, it gets it gets easier because it kind of reverses the roles of the two. But he is so over the top as a character early on that, like I said, I just wanted to, you know, pop him in the nose. handle him myself. Um, the, the scary thing, I, I was expecting it to be scarier as a psychological movie. It, it does have, you know, a, a couple decent moments but it didn't necessarily, like, terrify me. Uh, it was a lot deeper than what I thought it was going to be. I, I thought it was going to kind of probably be a little bit more straightforward with some some overtones of, you know, a, a double meaning. I didn't think the whole thing was basically going to be... Interpreting. I- interpreting what grief and depression essentially are when you lose somebody and when you're left on your own to raise a child mm. um and it kind of got I'm willing to find that out though and it, it kind of it kind of got the message became I didn't like the ending of the movie I thought the ending was kind of a little whack because it made the message even more clear as to what was happening I didn't appreciate it I thought leaving it in this murky area of what you take away from it was better but I think the end of it really was kind of blatant into what we were supposed to to mean was, you know, oh, the Babadook is downstairs and you'll see it when you're older. It's like kind of facing the trauma of losing her husband mm-hmm. and finding a way to, you know, reach your son and raise him to not be a psychopath. Uh, well, I, I think I got something different from that. I think... Because the deep meaning of what this Babadook represents is, like, the fear and, and like, mental gymnastics that, that I guess she was playing, the mother I think you was could, going I, I think you will identify with it probably more accurately and, and, well, uh, and have a different interpretation Not necessarily I will, more accurately. I think that's something this movie does well is that it is up for interpretation and the interpretation's aren't wrong in by any means because it could stand for that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, with the mom, y- you know, and, like, the Babadook, it's always there. I think, like, that's kind of what I took from that when you compare it to, like, mental illness, like, mm-hmm. this depression or this... Or, like, the anger that she feels, all that stuff. It's still there. Yeah. She just found a way to manage it. Sure. And I think... That's kind of the message I got from it. Is that something that I deal with every day? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, th- it doesn't go away. And you know, sometimes I have bad days. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, 
And nothing, nothing necessarily just triggers it. It's right. just, it's just you wake up that way. You just wake up, the Babadook's yeah. there, right? Like, like, that's kind of what I felt from that. And so what I got from that ending was, like, it's here, but it's, it's, it's put away. It's locked up. Yeah. She goes and visits it every now and then, mm-hmm. but it stays locked up down there. So, so it doesn't interfere with her growth and her relationship with her son yeah. and things like that. So that's kind of what I took from it. So I didn't mind the ending so much. Yeah. I, um, because of that. I guess I just expected a lot. I expected it to be scarier. I expected to like... I, I'm just, I was just left underwhelmed based on like the director of The Exorcist saying this is the scariest movie they've ever seen. Yeah. And it being a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and it being, you know, being nominated for all these awards and stuff. I was just expecting something. It still felt like a little cheap and it felt a little it's the right phrase I'm looking for here a little basic like it's yeah. bla- it's blatant in parts it gets it's really really it's only 93 minutes but the first like 30 minutes are pretty long and boring because it does a fucking good job maybe an overwhelming job of putting you in, like you said, this evil child, what we think, evil child, with, you know, these visions of a character that's coming to get them and creating these weapons and just being a general nuisance to... That's a good... That's a good His term. grieving, you know, alone mother, who's obviously struggling with putting up with this child that nobody wants to put up with anymore. You just get a little worn down with it. By the time that they leave the birthday party after he pushes his cousin yeah. out of the treehouse during her birthday party. I would have done the same thing, though. Oh, we're going to get to that bitch later. Uh, like, he's screaming in the car and he starts having like a seizure. That's when it kind of gets terrifying, especially when it's like mixed with the music. I thought the music was great. I thought the production design was very, very good. Art direction, all that stuff that kind of made up the house and everything around it made sense. Um, like, once you got into that realm, I think, like, the middle, like, from about 45 minutes in until probably, like, the last, like, five or ten minutes is the stuff I really, 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 really dug because you see that descent into madness, almost like The Shining of your, you you know, you thought would be your protagonist. Her slow descent into the Babadook, you know, the book coming back and the book having the additions to it and kind of laying out what's going to happen. The first the first glimpse, really the only true glimpse of the Babadook that you get near the middle of the movie with the, the hands popping out and the hat and the, and the face, mm-hmm. you know, is very scary and effective. But um, to me, it just took a little bit too much to get there. And then even when you're there it might dwell on it a little bit too much. Like, mm. she gets in the car accident. Um, she brings her the, the kid into the bathtub. There's these, like, constant tirades that she goes on where it almost seems like she's um, bipolar a little bit of, you know, one minute, oh, you have ice cream for breakfast and we'll do whatever you want. And then, you know, eat shit and fucking... Well, yeah, I think that was the Babadook. Well, of, of, of course it was, like, the influence, but... There was just, they cram a lot in, and sometimes when they cram a lot in, it seems drawn out. And there's other times when they cram a lot in, and it's almost like it's overloaded. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. So that's, so that's kind of where my, my struggle was, like, through the plot of the movie. Then she snaps Bugsy the dog's neck, and I'm like, okay, shit just got real. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she's, like, kind of fully possessed... I think that little stretch is very good. Now, could I have gone without it basically turning into, like, Home Alone 9 and him, you know, having tripwires and all of his yeah, little gadgets cat, working? Cat. I mean, I mean, it's it kind of cute and makes sense that, you know, he's been preparing for this moment and it actually fucking works. But, I don't know. Like, it felt a little... I also wanted more. Like, to me, just the the lineage of this movie... Thus far, he's been built up as like the fucking Babadook. Babadook's kind of like a bitch. Like, Babadook a little bitch. Babadook doesn't really do much, you know? 
and then he's just stuck in the basement, getting fed worms. Um, worms. Gets taken out by a, a child, essentially, and it just causes a little black spit up and snaps the dog's neck. I was waiting for that Mrs. Roach ready to eat it. I don't know if it's intentional, but I feel like the movie purposely sets up, like, a, a prospective body count that just never happens. Yeah, like all the old people that she works with, well, the so old lady next door. The old door. lady next door, the ones that are the old lady next door, her sister. Is he an orderly or whoever the guy is that's obviously trying to bang well, her from I the... Think, I think he's an orderly. From the hospital, who just disappears after like 35 minutes in the movie. The two people from, I don't know if it was like the school board or the county... They were coming to check on why her son wasn't in school because she he basically gets kicked out of his school and she doesn't put him in anything like right away. Like all those people were obviously just like dead meat. Yeah. But like nothing happens. So I don't know if it was trying to subvert expectations or if it just didn't want to go there. I I don't know. I'm I'm left I'm left liking what I saw, but like wishing for what my expectations were to have possibly come to more fruition than what actually happened, if that yeah. makes sense. No, it does. Um, I have to, let's just talk about this now. Do you know about the Babadook being a gay icon? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, in, in case those of you listening or not. So as we've been describing the Babadook to you, um, this is a... Tall, dark, duck, duck, duck. That voice, the duck. The voice is great. The book is terrifying. A part of me wants to like buy the book and just leave in the house to scare you or Jillian. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Uh, it's like a pop up book where just like let's not do that. Kids are getting murdered. Nah. Um, and Jillian's been saying Baba Duke because it's been here by the TV. She just like read the word. She's like Baba Duke, and I'm like fucking fuck off. Baba. What would you do if she started singing like that? And having a seizure? I'd probably kill you. Um, Why? I don't know. So, not what you would consider like a fashion plate, <laughs> like a top hat, long nails, gaunt face. But when this movie was on Netflix several years ago, it was accidentally put in like the LGBTQ category. And everyone's like... What? Huh? Because there's... Ah. There is absolutely zero, like 0. 0.000 reference reference to anything on the LGBTQA, you know, realm. So it was just... A, LGBTQIA. IA, sorry. Uh, so it was obviously done in error, but people just gravitated to it and have made the Babadook like this gay symbol, like what Pepe the Frog is to the alt-right. The Babadook has become to, you know, liberal gay people. That's the worst thing I think you've ever said. It's a, I'm accurate though, right? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. To the point where That's the, why it's the worst. To the point where the director basically came out and was like, yeah, I'm fine with it. Fucking great. Yeah, Babadook's Babadook gay. Babadook lives. Babadook's fucking gay. And I was like, fuck yeah. We need more of that. Where it's just like, you know who's gay? 2K and Sam. And it's like, why? It's it like, probably is. Fuck why you. Not? Why not? Why not? Let's just fucking do it. Um... All right, so you discussed what uh, we're going to get to performances. Was there anything else you necessarily didn't like about the movie? No. Or anything you particularly liked about the movie that we didn't mention yet? No. Great, so thorough as always. Um, well, let's get into performances. I feel like we're going to have to possibly have some discords of conversation here about it. Because uh, Samuel, the child, was going to be one of my two MVP nominees. No way. No way. It was too great. Like, honestly, I think... But wouldn't that, wouldn't no. that be what that child would be? And by the end of the movie, you're rooting for him. I think I it's earnest and honest. You weren't rooting for the... You were rooting for the Babadook, you evil soul. Let's go. You deserve it. He didn't deserve anything. He was... He was bad. His, his dad he died acted, before he was born. That, okay. And his mom blamed him for it, essentially. Okay. Then that's a therapy situation. <laughs> and it doesn't explain his behavior. He was really you, ob, obnoxious, okay. annoying. And I felt like, yes, I understand that there were some character traits, and I'm not saying it, it's... Oh, he always speaks his mind because they said that so many times. Just like his dad always speaks his mind. Like, 
I understand that, but I just felt like it was like grating when he was yelling and screaming and I just it disengaged me from the character. Okay. He's not the LVP though. No. Okay. So who would you name as the MVP? I thought that um Essie Davis did a great job. I thought she did a great job. So she's my other one, and it's ultimately who we're going to go with because you're arguing against Sam. I wasn't a fan of her for the first half of the movie. I thought she was kind of, depending on the scene, either underplaying or overplaying her cards a little bit. Mm. Like, she was being possibly too aloof in her grief and too aloof in her meaning. What are you doing? I have a bug bite. So why are you sucking on it? No, I was bleeding a little bit. So stop picking at it. Stop. Gross. You're gross. Um, but once she becomes the Babadook, and once she starts having those, like, tirades and those mood swings I was discussing, then I thought she was great. Like, yeah. she is the most terrifying thing in this movie for, like, a ten-minute stretch where she just, like, her eyes and her tone yeah. and her, her body language is just, like, really Fucked up. Um, so, yeah, I'm fine with, with giving her the MVP if you're, if you're not going to go with Samuel. So, Essie Davis, the MVP of the Babadook. Because we can't just give it to the Babadook himself. Because besides, he didn't do much. He really didn't. No. Uh, I also really liked, I was hoping she was in more, I liked the neighbor, Mrs. Roach. She was just, like, the, the sweetest, nicest, most, like, genuine old lady. She, really she only had, like, two scenes. But I'm like, oh, she's so nice. I'm like, please don't kill her. She's so cool. I know. Uh, LVP. That little bitch-ass cousin. Fucking Ruby. Ruby. So, if you've listened to me on the podcast, you know two things. Number one, I try my best to differentiate between the character and the actor as much as possible. And number two, child actors are, are on... One extreme or the other. Either they're the fucking shits, or they surprise you and are pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Mix all that together, and I don't care what this little... I Literally, my note for her was just, in parentheses, in capital letters, CUNT CHILD. That's what I had, too. Because That's exactly she had what two I had. scenes, and she was just so... I said, good, push her out and break mean. her fucking nose. But also, like, the actress was playing them so rigid and harsh to an unbelievable degree Yeah. that I was like, oh, God, that's what turned me off of it. And that's what partly made me sympathize with Samuel as he's dealing with his cousin, like, being like, everyone thinks you're weird and your dad died and that's why you're a weirdo. And it's just like, fuck. I was like, push her. And then he did. not I was like, good. Happy birthday, bitch. Here's a broken nose. Yeah. I forgot to buy you a present. So here you go. Yeah, here you go. Here's a bloody nose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was very, very, very against that character and that actress. So that was my vote. Was that yours as well? Cool. Yes, it was. Chloe Hearn is the uh, is the, the actress, the child, who we're <laughs> defaming right now. Uh, but she should have been better at her job. So you know what? Fuck Fucker. her. <laughs> Group, group mind. Um, so two two big overarching. No, we've settled on two big overarching questions. Um, I don't know if we discussed this on the podcast before, but did you have an imaginary friend when you were a child? I sure did. Tell people about it. <laughs> no, I had an imaginary friend whose name was Ghosty. Good name. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was my ghost friend. Oh, so it was a he? I wasn't sure if they were, like, non-binary. Maybe he was non-binary. So Didn't ask. So, uh, what... was 30 years what ago. What did you do with Ghosty? We just played, hung out. Mm-hmm. Sit next to me. I wouldn't let anyone sit, sit in the chair. Because Ghosty was sitting there. So, you can't sit on people. That's rude. We can. Just no, they're... Right that's rude. So, you literally would not allow somebody to sit in the chair because Ghosty was sitting there. Yes. How long did you have Ghosty for? From about five to eight, I think, maybe. Oh, God. That's weird. I was an only child. I, for all intents and purposes, was as well. But yes. My imaginary friend I only had probably until I was like 
six. Okay. Five or six, like from like, was like I'm three an overachiever. Six. What's your point? I've actually been thinking about that. Like, Jillian has such a great imagination, but I'm not sure she's going to have it. I think, I don't know what I mean by this, but I think my kid would think that imaginary friends are stupid. No. I don't think that's true. I don't know. Like she doesn't. Jillian's seem... mentioned a few times that she has an imaginary friend. Oh, she's never said that to me. Oh, yeah, she said it to me. Not like consistently. What, has she said a name or what mm, they're about I or anything? I don't remember. No. It's probably the fucking Babadook. It's probably Babadook. <laughs> just so she got scared of the dark the other night. Oh, um, that. So I have to tell. So it falls in line with what we're, what we're talking about here. So we talked about this past Tuesday and like, an I awful legit day thought it you were was. Gonna talk. So, so much so, back to work, house stuff going off. I, had a, I didn't get home till like 9 o'clock, so a work function, um, all kinds of stuff. So, of course, we come back, and we've just signed a contract at our house. There's a weird buzzing noise going on in our living room. Turns out it's like the, the, the trigger for our doorbell. Our doorbell's not working. So I'm trying to shut it the fuck up because it's <laughs> annoying. It's the last thing I want to hear at 9.30 at night after the day I've had is this just white noise. <laughs> so I'm honest. So I'm getting a step ladder out to like fix it in our living room. I just put Jillian to bed. She'd stayed up for me because I'd come back late and we, she hadn't really seen me because we just got back from Key West because she was staying with her grand, grandparents. You up on the step and, ladder. No, no, no. Well, first she, she calls down as soon as I put her down and I go upstairs and she goes, I'm scared of the dark. Mind you, she's wearing a fucking eye mask now. So it's always dark. Even she opens her eyes, it's dark. And this is what's been helping her fall asleep. She falls asleep, like, right away if you put the eye mask on. And she's, like, not hysterical, but, like, borderline hysterical. Of, like, she's really scared. So I calm her down. Nothing to be afraid of. You've never been scared of the dark before. All of her stuff in her room, like her, her like camera where we can hear her, her nightlight, her white noise machine, it's all taken down because the house is, has to look like definitely not Chris Mullet lives here. Which is <laughs> like what it, anybody but Chris Mullet lives this here. This chair over here is where the Baba Duke came from. This <laughs> creepy ass fucking old fucking chair. I'm gonna sit in it, I'm gonna get swallowed whole in that chair. Like the like in Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> yes. That chair looks like you you a, a a first lady was given it after their husband was shot. Um so she's calmed down. So I come back downstairs. I'm a fucking zombie already. It's just like, I hate this day. I hate it so much. Like you're ta- I so can't I get, see So I get the step, I get the step letter up and I'm trying to like un, I'm unscrewing it. It's still going, it's literally off the wall and it's still fucking buzzing in my face. I'm like, why? We have to now call our, our coordinator for all of our house stuff to get a, a handyman over here. So I'm like leaving it hanging. I turn, turn around and she's standing in the living room. No, well, I I was in the other room and I walked in and all of a sudden I saw Jillian come downstairs and I almost freaked the fuck I didn't, out. This is before we watched this movie. Right, and I was like, didn't Jillian, he, what are you doing? Didn't hear her or see her. So when you said, Jillian, what are you doing? I leapt. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she's standing there like crying, like, I'm still scared of the dark. And I'm like, just go to bed. I was like, God but, like, I legit thought you were going to fall off that ladder. Because I was, like, seriously, like, I I was right. It wasn't, like, it was far away. Like, the step, the, the bottom step and where the ladder, the bottom of the ladder was are literally less than a foot away from one another. They are right next to one another. <laughs> How did I not hear her or see her at all? It's like she teleported down here. <laughs> She's very quiet when she wants to be. So she's behind you. Right so I think now. she's sitting in a chair, like shaving a parrot. It's like, what? Um, I think that's why I, I identified with Samuel so much because I saw that happen. I was like, well, creepy ass little kids. My daughter just scared the shit out of me yesterday. Yeah. Um, so my imaginary friend uh, was named Liz. Um, and the story behind it is terrible. So I didn't go anywhere. Go ahead and tell us. So I wanted to buy a piece of art. And <laughs> no, so I didn't. You like, said that you love this couch. Is that what I heard you say at the top of this show? Because you're gonna be sleeping on it tonight. Um, and every night I'll go sleep in the other one house. in the garage. I better never got the like. I was never taken to monoxide. shut the fuck up. <laughs> no one wants to hear your story. I was never allowed to like go do anything as a kid. Like 
If there what? Was, if there was an event on TV that I was like, oh, I want to go to that. Mom's like, we're not going to that. No. So our local TV station, you know how we had, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and whatnot. Our local TV station had, like, their own host, and they would have, like, little skits and vignettes for kids in between your show, in between the shows. And the 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 woman who hosted it was this woman named Liz, just in the mid-30s news anchor. Who, that was your imaginary friend? Who, like, went to the zoo and, like, did these games with kids and stuff. And there was one I really, really wanted to go to, and Mom was like, well, maybe, and of course we didn't fucking go. So I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to go with Liz. So I just pretended that my imaginary friend was Liz from the TV. My imaginary friend was based off of a real person. That's like, hey, who's your imaginary friend? Oh, uh, Hank Aaron. <laughs> You're the worst. So, uh, yeah, my imaginary friend was Liz, the news anchor lady, who, um, yeah, me and her. You're just... so fucking lame, buddy. I was a lame kid, and then I grew into the, the great person that I am today. Yep. Um... Yeah, that was my imaginary friend. So I have to, I'll have to ask Jillian next time. Cool, great story. I remember. About, fuck you. A ghost is any fucking better? Ghosty's way better. If you visualize Ghosty, what a ghosty look like? A ghost. Just what the like, fuck are you talking fucking about? Fucking a sheet? Casper? Like, like, yeah. That's not any better than a me. Your imaginary friend's a dead person? My imaginary friend's imaginary, not a real person. Was, I imagine she was around. That's not... An imaginary friend is like somebody made up, not... Somebody got a new imaginary friend. I bet you're gonna name Catalina because you're so original and funny. No, I'm just gonna bring Liz back. I wonder what she's done. There's no way I'll be able to find. She's dead. Probably. That was 32 years ago. She's probably in her 60s, got a bunch of cats. Um, what else on the Baba Duke? We're very, very busy, so this is a shorter episode. I'm totally fine with that. Nothing else. Baba. Yeah, it just. I feel like this came out today. Fuck it. No, no it, I mean, this was eight, this is eight years ago at this point, but I think since this, there's been such a, a rise in elevated art house horror that I don't know how this would match up. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and I think that's why we've watched someone. We just watched Midsommar, a lot better than this. Get out better than this. I've even put us, which is probably a controversial opinion for most people ahead of this. Um, but yeah, I just didn't. Something about it just didn't get me. It was still good. Technically sound. Good performances. Had a couple scares. And it had it had the balls. It had the balls to, you know, try to go for this deeper meaning. But ultimately it kinda of left me feeling a little like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think you said it earlier, like hmm. it was like a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Well, disappointing. So my score, I'll give it a score first. I'm going to give it a six. I was also going to give it a six. Yeah, so a six for the Babadook is uh, where we land for uh, for this in our pick em off series. Now, yeah, as, it was as we discussed, fine. it was fine. Our house has been totally transformed and show ready. So from that, we've had to pack up all of our movies. Before we packed up our movies, we did some, some preliminary planning, both with the random draw and the can't pick draw. So uh, next week's episode is our next random movie, Richard Jewell. Then we're going to sneak in our next Wrap It Up, Scene 2. We're going to watch a movie with Jillian. Uh, and then my nominated movie, Parasite. Uh, we, and then we're going to get our next Pick em Off movie. We did the random drawing. And it was another one of mine. Uh, one of the earliest ones we had back in the day. I don't know if I can actually figure out what number it was. But we'll be watching Drive. The 2011, 2012, somewhere around that realm. Adam Driver. Adam Driver, Jesus Christ. Just because of Drive. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, That's a completely different movie that you're thinking of. I want to see it, though. Yeah. Um, So Drive. Drive will be coming up here in about uh, four weeks. About four or five weeks, yeah. We also already have our next random movie drawn after that as well. And then if we get to that point, we're still here. We're going to have to get clever. We have a couple things underneath there. Uh, we we may honor one last movie that was bought for us. Ha ha, my mother wins in the no, end. No, no, not your mother. Rich Camelucci might win because he snuck a fucking movie into the bottom of the oh, box of toys. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you, Rich. That he even forgot was there. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Just like we also have our our next uh, guest star movie still set aside. But that's a story for another time.
Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Movies at Movies on Twitter. Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at Rosemont38 on Instagram. For you... At Jam with your Sam. Make sure you hit us both up to let us know what the correct pronunciation of the male name N-O-E-L is. Uh, Arcadeo.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. Uh, the final show of this, uh, this period has been watched. It's probably not going to be up by the time you're hearing this because I literally just finished watching it today. It's Hog Wild 1996. It's a wrestling show that takes place at the Sturgis Bike Rally in South Dakota. Uh, it is an experience. At one point, you walked through the room as I was watching it, and you're like, are you watching wrestling? I was like, yeah, and she looks like you're watching a Western. So it was like a man who looks like Colonel Sanders at ringside with like just nothing but mountains and bikers behind him. So, uh, yeah, that's Hog Wild. They do that show four years in a row with absolutely zero paying audience. It's a miracle. I wonder why this company went out of business. But right here, it's like they're the biggest company in the world. Go fucking figure, huh? Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's me. That's what I got going on. Anything else for you? Uh, no. Yeah, you don't do anything. Nope, I don't. You just keep me in line and keep the house organized. That's why I love you so much. Why did you sound so sarcastic? I didn't sound sarcastic. I'm giving you props. Do it again. I love you so much, and you do an amazing job of keeping me sane and organized. And being the wonderful wife and friend and partner and mother that you are. Thanks. That's it? For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married in Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. You know who appreciated my words? The Babadook. He's a sensual lover. Yo, I want a back rub from the Babadook. Those nails. They should put the Babadook in that rub and tug place we went to. Oh man, I'd pay. I'd pay extra. Babadook lubing you up. Scratching your butt. <laughs> Stick your finger up your butt. That would go through my mouth. <laughs> That's why the black stuff comes out of the lady's mouth. He stuck his finger up her butt. Clear you out. A Baba Duke enema. <laughs> oh boy. Creek, creek, go the boards, the base of the stairs on the wall. Jump the roof, so my trembling head, boom, boom. And now sound in the darkness of well. Could be my guest is here. Tick tock, let's cock a candle on her. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.